0: Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to this audio podcast with a very special guest tonight. Before we introduce this guest, I know that a lot of the listeners may be aware of my weekly with on some Tennis Facebook Live segments, now also uploaded on YouTube, but we also conduct a series of audio podcasts. We have had a few collegiate coaches from some of the top collegiate programs in the country, including Bailey University and the University of Illinois. We have also had our current touring pro, Tim Smicek. And tonight, we had another fantastic guest to the list. This guest is a tennis reporter, writer, MC, and many of you have read the Tennis Magazine article on this guest from last summer. She recently has covered Indian Wells, Miami, and the U.S. Men's Clay Courts in Houston. We have with us tonight, Blair Henley. Blair, thanks so much for spending some time and doing this podcast with me. So, obviously, it's been an extremely busy last couple months. It it must be nice to finally uh, be able to catch your breath a bit and enjoy some time at home.
1: Yeah, it was a a crazy spring swing, four tournaments almost consecutively. So, it's nice nice to be home, back in my own bed, back with my family
0: for a little while. Um, I'll certainly be watching the tennis on TV through the clay court swing, but it's nice to be home. Yeah, I didn't even mention Delray, which both of us were at um, covering. So, yeah, you had Delray, Indian Wells, Miami, and... U.S. Men's Play Courts in Houston, so quite a, quite a run there. So, it was busy. Yeah, I'm sure. So obviously the roles are, are reversed here, as you are the person that usually asks the questions, but as you have had so many really cool experiences through tennis, I thought it would be great for our listeners to hear from you. You ready to get started? I'm ready to go. All right, so um, if you don't mind, and we usually do this with our guests, kind of walk through your journey through tennis, your tennis background, how you got Started into playing, your junior days, and and then your collegiate experience at Rice University.
1: Yeah. He uh, he gave me a, a one-handed backhand, which definitely took a little longer to develop. I wasn't uh, crushing people in juniors. Let's just put it that way.
0: People learned that if they hit it high to my backhand, <laughs> I could usually win the match. Right. But
1: You know, is it warm in Houston? I had no idea. The <laughs> sort of people that- Gonna try for a couple of years, but just
0: realistically, probably knew I wasn't gonna be top hundred in the world, and thought you know it's a huge financial investment to go and do that, so decided to kind of switch gears, and and here we are today. Yeah. So uh, before we get into how you got into the media side of the things, I did notice that after Rice, you were actually you actually coached at your alma mater uh, for a bit, and you know as a fellow coach, can you can you talk a little bit about your experience coaching at your alma mater? And that makes sense. I mean, gosh, as a volunteer assistant coach, you could be one year older than some of the kids you're coaching. Or if you, know, if you have a fifth year exactly. senior, you may be the same age. So I'm sure they, they love having that. I'm sure they love having that, like you said, kind of life coach. They look at you a little bit different than just, oh, my God, they're one behind the head tennis coach or assistant tennis coach. So, but, right, right. No, it was, it was
1: really special.
0: So let's kind of move into um, where you are today. Um, obviously, you said you, you had a tough decision to make and uh, obviously you don't regret that decision, you're doing awesome work here, so kind of talk us into how you got into the media side of things
1: Well, I'll try to keep it as short and sweet as I can, it was kind of a a winding road, which hopefully is encouraging to anyone who wants to be in the tennis business because I think everybody I talk to has kind of an unusual path, it's it's not really clear cut there's no cookie cutter way to, to get to where you want to go, but I, I got married when I was 25, and I, at the time, had a job. Uh, I was working as kind of a, I guess you could say it was a development consultant at a brand new uh, tennis and fitness club in Houston, and decided I wanted to travel with my husband while he was playing minor league baseball. So we moved, I think, the goes was 16 times in three years. Wow. And <laughs> during, during that time, I, I taught tennis most of the, the places. took that as an opportunity to pursue the fact that I loved writing and kind of a friend of a friend knew someone that knew the the owner or the the person who Wow.
0: How do you say no to that? (laughs) Play play it cool, but yeah, they, you know, and I have a
1: lot of appreciation for Michael Fuhrer, who runs the production uh, up at the US Open, for giving me a shot. Knowing that I I had on camera experience, I had done interviews with players, but again, I was setting up a tripod and literally flipping around the flip cam of the camera to center me and the player. Right.
0: yeah that's great I mean the lesson that everyone can learn is, especially when you ask for that Wimbledon credential hey it never hurts to ask you never know and look how that worked out so how many tournaments do you typically cover in a year
1: But I get to do it from home, which is kind of nice. Did some other social media stuff from home and some other writing projects, freelance writing
0: projects. But six tournaments last year, and I think this year, eight. I'm thinking it's going to be eight tournaments, so we'll see. Right. And it's almost like front-loaded because we already named four of them. It's very much the same What right. D.C. And the U.S. Open So it, it just Does not make things Easier for me But you know You do what you can Yeah exactly So without You know Upsetting anybody Or we, we want to be Very political here Right Do you have a favorite Tournament Or a couple of tournaments You you would prefer Over the other Or do each Has like kind of Its unique uh, Feel to it Yeah I mean
1: Different reasons, but you know, Roland Garros, I've done twice, and uh, once working for the tournament and once covering for tennis now. So I just, it's, I, I love kind of the Euro feel, and I love that the crowd is so rowdy. Um, I love the gladiatorial feel of the clay. Wimbledon, obviously, because it's
0: Wimbledon. Um, and then, but you know, even the smaller tournaments have such great things. Newport, have you been. Have you been able to go to the Tim data? No, that is definitely on the list. I've had an opportunity uh, about a couple of years ago and something came up that I couldn't do, but that is definitely on, uh, on the bucket list for me to check out.
1: Right. Um,
0: Delray is special because you know the people there are so great, and it's one of the first American tournaments of the year. So they they really all do have their special little things. Yeah, I and and I'm biased. I I I have not been able to be at the all the events that you have been to, but that Del Rey tournament is so great because it's, like I said, it's relaxed and everyone's right there. It's close. There's not a lot of distance yeah. between you and the players if you want to see in practice talk with them. It's, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's one of my favorite tournaments. So I, I'm, I have to ask you this, you know, was there any favorite player, any funny stories, any embarrassing stories? I'll kind of leave it up to you. Uh, if you could share, uh, share some of your experiences with us. Oh, yeah. Let me, yeah, let me stop you right there because a huge shout-out to Francis Tiafo. I mean, Monday night, I was in his match. I was at the match Monday night, his first-round match at Delray. I timed it. From the time he shook the opponent's hand to the time he spoke to you to the time he actually went back into the players' lounge, it was three 30 minutes. He signed autographs, he took pictures, he was awesome. He was in no rush to get anywhere and that's like kind of what we said about the whole Del Rey feel. It's just kind of laid back and shout out to Francis. He was awesome. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. It it's just makes nice when the players have, or you can sense that they have an appreciation of what they've been given in being
1: able to play a sport for a living and he I definitely think has that appreciation. Tom Burdick is another player who on my court a lot. I've had him on court 17 a lot. He's underrated. I don't think people don't look at Tomas as, as a glowing example of the kind of personality I don't think. Right. But his post-match interviews are always very good. He's he's very sharp. He's very articulate and he usually has something interesting to say. Um, and I have to, as I said, I happen to have had him on my court a lot. I mean, i sure I thought that it's always so pleasant. Petr
0: And, uh, yeah,
1: they're funny I mean, Riley Opelka funny, you, I mean, you might
0: have seen this At Delray this year He's 6'11 yep. well, at
1: least 7 feet with his shoes on <laughs> five four And usually we're flat And he um, He actually took You know, it's kind of a rule of saying you don't ever want to give your mic away
0: And, uh, yeah, and I think I've seen you stand on a chair as well with certain other tall players as well. You do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's become very no- normal for me. People after the match though, will always come up and say, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize you were so short. <laughs> or, they, or that they were so tall. Right, right. No, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. You know, you, we've talked about Chord 17 a little bit, obviously, for, for our viewers Court 17 is not one of the big, huge show courts at the U.S. Open. However, it has its own unique feel to it, and you have a lot of big-time names that wind up playing on Court 17. Any one or two really cool moments you've had on that court that you can share? I know you've had a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I read that. I did read that. That was great. Definitely. I've been to the US Open a few times and I've, I've yet to see one of those matches. So, again, you're giving me some great recommendations here. I got keep adding to the list, but the, the sport of tennis is so great. So, you know, as we wrap up this conversation, we said kind of your, your schedule was front loaded and then you're going to have a big summer swing again. What's your next tournament that you're going to be covering? So, I'm um, again doing
1: the social media for Roland Garrow. Right. Um, Mid July, and then possibly we'll see Newport DC's and Open. We'll see. That's,
0: that's what it's looking like right now. Got it. So, if you could let me like sing your praises a little bit, you know, the, the coolest thing that Blair does is we try to get into Blair tries to get into the insights of the specific player. It's not just, oh, how's the match going? Blair does some really, really cool things with them. And um, in Del Rey, she had the Beach Olympics with Taylor Fritz and Jack Sock. The previous year, we, we did an interview with Jack Sock. We had the Sock game. Um, she did something really funny with Francis Tiafo in Del Rey. So you can follow Blair on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. She posts all these great things about the players. It's not just so much about tennis-related. You get to know the player a little bit more in depth, and I think that's one of the great things that, that Blair does. So make sure to follow her. Check her out. She does such great uh, media coverage, and we are all really looking forward to continuing to hear your tennis coverage throughout the years. Thank you, Blair, so much for doing this.
1: It was my pleasure. That was so such a nice little outro. I really appreciate that. It was really fun to, to be a guest. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Good night. Bye. That was awesome. She is Blair Henley. What a pleasure to have as a guest. Go follow her. She is so good at what she does. Again, remember, I got my weekly courtside with Beulance and Tennis segments every Thursday night at 8.30 Central Time. They're also being uploaded on YouTube. Check it out on the Beulance and Tennis Facebook page. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Blair. Have a good night.